You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy. Movie therapy. Hey, movie therapy listeners. Kristen here with another bonus episode just for you. What you're about to hear is an appearance I made on Hallmark's Bubbly Sesh podcast discussing their holiday masterpiece, Christmas at Dollywood. We hope you enjoy it. And now let's get this Holly Dolly bonus episode underway. Jax, have we been waiting for Christmas? At Dollywood, or have we been waiting? Oh, we've I been mean, waiting. We've been talking about it. We've been getting pumped. I think this is the movie, truly, though, that we were, when we heard about it, we were, ec- like, we were ecstatic. So we can't wait to dive into this. And we have a really fun guest, you guys. Mm. Probably the most perfect guest for this sesh, honestly. Mm. She's wearing sequins. Okay, she is she not on? A Dolly t-shirt. She's on brand. She's got Dolly t-shirt. I mean, Jax, did we not freak out when she walked into the room? We have with us today Kristen Meinsner, co-creator and co-host of By the Book Podcast. You also have a book out, so you want to start a podcast. You love Dolly Parton. I mean, major fan here, yes. right, Kristen? Yes, and I cannot tell you. How unbelievably pumped. I'm trying to stay in my seat right now because I am so excited that Jax, that Shawl, that you decided of all the Dolly fans in the universe, you decided to call me to be on Bubbly Sesh to talk about Christmas and Dollywood. I'm losing it. I'm trying to hold it together here because I am so excited for this. Well, Kristen, when you came into the studio today, it was like we were all old friends. We hugged each other. (laughs) We were just so happy to see you. Well, I have to say, I mean, when you find out somebody else loves Dolly Parton, Mm -hmm. they're they're good in my book. You know what I mean? Like, check. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to be friends. Like, I know that. So Yeah, and same with Hallmark movies. And so... Isn't that just instant family right there? We do have our own instant family. Yes. That's right. Yes. Wait, so Kristen, you were telling us you have so many, wait, has, tell us a few of the major Dolly memories because you and your husband have a special memory oh, at yes. Dollywood. Yes, we, um, three years ago when we got married, we honeymooned in Dollywood and, you know, in Dollywood, the holidays start in November, which is when we got married. We got to see Dolly Parton perform while we were there. <gasps> no. Yes, we did. We were so excited. And it was also the 50th anniversary of her and Carl Dean being married the year that we got married. Anywho, so we oh, go to Dollywood. Wow. We get to see her perform. They have my very favorite big screen Christmas movie adapted to the stage in Dollywood. It's a wonderful life by the Dolly Parton players. It's unbelievable. There is the Christmas of Many Colors parade that walked all through Dollywood. There was so much magic happening there. It was just beautiful. I have so many good memories. And the sequin jacket that I'm wearing right now, I got at a little shop called Dolly's Closet, which the motto is Dolly's style, your size. Because no, oh, nobody wears Dolly size. Oh my God, <laughs> if only I did. <laughs> that is so perfect. And I bet Dolly would love that if she heard about that, like that yes. sort of store. She would love that too. Oh, that it's is... in Dollywood. The store oh, is in... in Dollywood. So she yes. knows about it. Oh, wanna... yes. Oh my Dolly's goodness. Dolly's store. It's called Dolly's Closet 
and it is everyone who okay so she yeah, invented if, it yes she if you're in Dollywood that. please shop there please do it it's wonderful oh I love my that's where you honeymoon yeah. your husband must be a fan too he is a supporter <laughs> <laughs> well then he's a, he's a really yeah. good husband and he, he thinks and, she's wildly talented yeah mm-hmm. well that, there's no doubt about yeah. that I, for sure yeah now also another thing that we saw did Dolly retweet you or you guys had like a Twitter oh, yes. conversation and this was like a big deal because oh I was so excited okay yes. so what what was the deal with that what happened with that so I was tweeting about how excited I was to see her 50th anniversary induction into the Grand Ole Opry show mm-hmm. And she tweeted me back. And not only that, then did she tweet me back, she also made a special little Twitter music video where she just had shout outs to her fans. And I was one of the fans she shouted out. Oh, I mean, that's goodness. legendary. I know. That's... I know. I'm never going to get over it. So I'm wonderful. never going to get over it. Well, listen, we are so thankful that you're here with us to chat about this movie. Let's check out the trailer, you guys, and then we will dive into it. Danica McKellar and Niall Mater are getting ready for the biggest party of the season. I want it to be the best. So do I. Good. Is this... Rachel. Oh, I have heard so much about you. I'm going to miss this place. You like her. I think you should tell her before she leaves. You can have what you want if you believe you can have it. Words to live by. Christmas at Dollywood. Only on Hallmark Channel. Okay, so I just want to set the scene for everyone. We have Rachel Davis, who is played by the lovely Danica McKellar, who did such a fabulous job in this movie. We're going to get into it. She's an event planner for a popular event company. And we open the movie with her pulling off this very successful event. Her boss, Gail Lane, is very, very impressed with her work and is so impressed that she even says, hey, Take a little bit of a break. You've earned it. Come back in the new year and we'll have more events to plan. So she's on a little break. So she goes and sees her friend Maggie, who's in town. Again, another Hallmark favorite, Crystal Lowe, who's in a series called Sign Seal Delivered for uh, Hallmark Channel. And she's fantastic in this too. It's her childhood friend Maggie. So Maggie and Rachel are out to dinner and Maggie convinces her that there is this job at Dollywood that she has to take. Their event planner fell out, and they are planning the 30th anniversary Smoky Mountain Christmas event, and Rachel's got to do it. And Rachel says, well, okay, I do love Dolly. I haven't been home to Tennessee in a long time. My daughter, Ava, she's a single mom, hasn't been home in a while either. So they go home for Christmas, and she works this event. We also have her our leading man. Mm. Oh, He's a tall drink of water. Um, <laughs> Luke, played by Niall Mater, again, another Hallmark favorite. And he actually works at Dollywood and has for years. And we find out through the movie, he you know, was the first one out of his family to go to college. And he's the first one to try to be an executive um, out of his family. And that's a job that he's vying for, that we're sort of watching the process throughout the movie. Um, and then these two have to come together to plan this event. And of course, um, you know, there's a little small unknown person named Dolly Parton in this movie. So what what did we think of this premise, you guys? What did you think, Kristen? Well, one thing I love is a woman who's in charge of her career and her life. The fact that she's hugely successful in New York and, and putting on major events is fabulous and that she's respected and that there aren't any real female rivalries. I have to say the women are all yeah. so supportive of each other in this movie. And so I had to cheer for that. I love Danica McKellar no matter what. And just to see her representing somebody who, you know, we don't always get to see somebody who loves their career, who's a single mom, who isn't villainized in some way or another, who, mm-hmm. you know, and she doesn't hate her life in the city, but, you know, that doesn't mean she doesn't enjoy going home to see her family either. And I think that, you know, some holiday movies really want to paint a picture of the city as being a horrible place. You need to get away from there. It's terrible that you like your job. (laughs) And, and, you know, none of those things are true. She, she doesn't hate her job. She likes her life and she tries to be a good role model for her daughter. She has other dreams too, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. you know, come to the fore throughout the story. You realize she does have other dreams. And in a lot of ways, her current life is sort of a plan B but it's not a plan Z. It's, right. It's a very happy plan B, but not quite the plan A. Right. And we're yeah. going gonna to dive into that. What did you think, though, Jackson? You guys you can listen to our Danica McKellar interview. And also, but just from talking with Danica, too, we chatted with her at Christmas Con. She pitched the story idea. And she's also such 
like the three of us, <laughs> a huge Dolly Parton fan that she's an incredible actress and she's transformational, but also just knowing that she's just so adorably in love with Dolly too, made for such a joyous event in watching this movie. I love that you brought that up, Jax, because before we dive into the chemistry between Luke and Rachel, I wanted to touch on that because I loved in this movie that we really got to as the viewer, be Rachel in a sense, because Rachel is always waiting for Dolly to show up at Dollywood. And I know, Kristen, as a fan, you probably resonated with that. And I loved also that, you know, the way they incorporated Dolly in the movie, one, obviously her appearance, but her music is throughout the movie. Um, We're seeing all aspects of Dollywood. I mean, did we, that was just so much fun to me. I mean, her charitable efforts. I think a lot of people forget that she's not just hair. She's not just somebody Mm -hmm who wears sequins. She's also somebody who's doing unbelievably good things for the world. They really shine a light on her. Imagination Library. Yes, which is great, which has given over 100,000 books to children because growing up, her father couldn't read and she wanted to make sure other children had the access to books that her family never did and that her father certainly didn't have. And her charity is outstanding. And Dollywood has created more jobs than, I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize it's not just a theme park. This is a way of celebrating the life that she grew up in while giving jobs to people. And Well, and Luke's character yeah. actually showcases that hugely, right? Because yes. he's worked mm-hmm. at the park for Since he was 15. S- such a long time. Exactly. So, you know, that's showcasing her legacy in that way, too, in this movie. And I love how he talks about knowing Dolly like it ain't no thing I mean he really respects her but it's like oh well yeah it's Dolly and she's wonderful but it's Dolly and it's like but it's Dolly Dolly. I love in in, you know when we hear how he first met Dolly because she she comes to new employees orientations sometimes and when (laughs) when he went up to to tell a little bit about himself he fell and he fell right into her and she says just watch the hair (laughs) as long as the hair's okay no big deal yeah oh that was which is something she would totally say right absolutely Totally. Um, Well, you know, Luke and Rachel are planning this event together. Obviously, we live for these movies, not only for um, all the Christmas goodness for our Dolly Parton, but for the romance. So Mm -hmm. I think it's time to dive into our mistletoe moment. Okay, so this is the segment of our show where we talk about the chemistry between our two leads, the relationships in the movie, and just the chemistry overall. So Rachel and Luke have this meet-cute, you guys, at Dollywood, appropriately. (laughs) Rachel is there about to interview with the board for this job that Maggie's put her up for to be the event planner for the event. And she's canvassing the area, taking pictures, he notices her, follows her into this the main room where she's taking photos, and there's lots of snappy dialogue. They joke about her being a spy. She already is giving notes on the placement of the tables. I mean, what did we think of the two of them? But they, they actually don't introduce themselves to each other. We, they don't find out who each other is until later. Yeah, I definitely think, I mean, you've always got me if you joke about being a spy and say subterfuge within the first two <laughs> minutes of meeting someone. I was like, okay, they've got a lot of snappy banter. And the fact that you see immediately, you know, what you were saying in the beginning, Kristen, about um, Rachel's character being such a career driven woman. She's already workshopping ways for everything to look better. And he gives her a bit of advice about how, you know, don't do small talk. And she's trying to say, okay, I have good instincts, but is he trying to trip me up? Cause we're going for the same mm-hmm. job, which they're not. And then, or is he actually giving me advice? So there's a lot at play in this first interaction, both with them and then also what's going on inside of each of their own heads, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I love that. And you can see that both of them are very smart and both of them, you know, they both have good ideas. He has a lot more history in the space and is suspicious of somebody walking around just maybe going to snap, <laughs> snap, you know, snapping pictures and possibly snapping up his job mm-hmm. is the way he sees it. So, of right. course, he has a right to be suspicious. You know, he's been there for, what did they say in the movie? Well over 20 years. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I think well, they say like 22 years. So um, that tension is 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 understandable, but also very fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, he does think that they're interviewing for the same job, but in fact, they are not interviewing for the same job. And they even see each other right before they go into their interviews. There's more of that snappy dialogue. Um, we also see an homage to Dolly in all of her pictures in the corporate offices, which is so great. And, you know, when they find out that they both have to work together, Luke is not, I think that enthused because one, he doesn't want to be my 
micromanage. And I think her enthusiasm is a little off-putting to him at first, but then he buys into it. And and same for her. She's not sold on him either. Um, I mean, she even says he calls her bossy and she says, well, one person's bossy is another person's detail oriented, Mm -hmm. which I was like, amen, sister. I feel that (laughs) all the way. I mean, what did you guys think of their chemistry sort of from the top working together? Oh, I just loved it. I loved that it wasn't one of those things where automatically they just liked each other so much and this was going to be magic. Oh, no, there was definitely the push and pull and the push and pull. And you could see each person's point of view. It was very realistic, in my opinion. You know, she came in there and, of course, she had fresh eyes and she saw new things. She wasn't really bossy, but I could see where he would feel she was bossy because he's the one who has over two decades of expertise within the space. And the way they play off of each other, it's pretty fun because she's constantly like, I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. She doesn't do a lot of listening. And, 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 and yet she's so delightful that I never feel like she's a horrible person. You know, all of her ideas seem really good. Yeah. And I think that we don't get to see the softer side of Luke until he really meets her daughter, Ava. Mm -hmm. And then once we, I think that he starts to see her as a fuller picture of the woman that she is, not just, this is her career. Oh, well, you're a mom. You're a really loving person. And as a mom, she is a good listener. So that you see all that coming together where he's like, oh, okay, now I think I know more who you are instead of just this little snippet of your life that I was seeing. Well, and I think that's right on, Jax, because then, you know, because Rachel the entire time, too, has also been trying to engage him. Like, how do you find inspiration? I mean, she is trying to engage him and work with him. Mm -hmm. And so once he sort of understands her, then I feel like he's open enough to meet her in the middle. And they actually call a truce Mm -hmm. together at her parents' hot chocolate sort of neighborhood open house, which, by the way, her parents house. Come on now. I thought I had seen the Hallmark Christmas decorations before, but this house was just unreal. Oh, was there it must not? be 800 strings of Christmas lights there. <laughs> I was in. 50 wreaths. Everything is just completely a Christmas explosion at that house. And I <laughs> yeah, am Chris, there for it. Christmas I am there for it. Explosion. Yes. Kudos to production design. And and as you said, Jax, you know, Ava and Luke really hit it off too. So that's a really nice part of their relationship that Ava feels comfortable with Luke immediately. Well, they start planning together after they call this truce and really planning together. Um, they even come up with this great idea together of bringing the show that they're planning onto Show Street for everyone to see. They even call it a production, and Dolly's going to actually host it. Um, I mean, yes, please, it. yes. Can right. we all be there? Yeah, can we all be there? <laughs> please, we I all know. need to be there on Show Street with Dolly. Well, right when they said that, I was like, oh, okay, okay. So we're going to get the Dolly scene where she introduces <laughs> it. I know for sure. Maybe we're going to get another scene. I hope so. I hope so. You know, they even have they make a snowman with Ava. I love that Rachel, again, the writer of this um, is someone that we've had on the podcast before, Nina Wyman. And I just loved all of her snappy dialogue, but also her little nuggets of even calling the snowmen um, the characters of little women. Rachel said, yes. oh, we always, yes. that was so funny, right? She's Beth today. I, <laughs> love, I love Beth so hard today. that part. Yes. Nina's such a good writer and she's written so many Hallmark movies, but they're all so interesting and different. And I think that this one, to see her do a deep dive on an actual place and woman was so fascinating. Yes. And I also liked that reference to little women because it's just one more way to point to the fact that our lead character, Rachel, is a very literary person. She Mm -hmm. loves storytelling. She loves telling her child stories. She loves writing. She loves Dolly's imagination library. And that's a thread that runs through the whole thing in both obvious and more subtle ways, like that snowman. Well, it's, it's great that you bring that up because we are are seeing Rachel struggle with that. I mean, obviously, we are at the same time seeing this romance. You know, we have we have the snowman building. We have the Yule Logs at Rachel's family home, which was a really funny scene because <laughs> Luke's Yule Log Can't. left much to be desired. I have to say my Yule Log would look like his, my too. My Yule Log <laughs> would probably look like that, too. But, but like Rachel said, it'll still taste good. It yes. still, exactly. They have all these strolls where they're opening up to each other. And one of those strolls is he opens up about his family's financial past and what sort of this executive position would really mean to him. And she shares the dream of, you know, 
possibly wanting to write and how that was a dream that might be a little unfulfilled. Um, You know, just to close out sort of their chemistry and romantic moments, one of my favorite scenes with them, and I don't know how y'all felt, was this line dancing scene. Yes, the line Uh, dancing. Okay, can we talk about that for a hot minute? Thoughts? What what did we think about that? Yeah, so my husband and I were watching this together, and the first thing I said is, honey, we need to go line dancing together. (laughs) We need to go line dancing and um, I, th- I think I'm going to make it happen because, oh, good, because good. it's so special. There's humor in it. They have to, you know, work together and they're talking frankly with each other, but they don't have to look each other in the eye the whole time while they're doing it. So it's not that oh, kind of intense, slow dancing scene. Yep. It's one that's a little bit more lively and a little bit fun and, and yeah. more fun and less serious, but they can talk seriously without having to feel awkward. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, because as much as I would be open to doing ballroom or something like that, I mean, I love the idea of a new adventure it's doesn't sort of give you the endorphins that like Mm -hmm. really moving does Mm -hmm. and line dancing definitely checks that box and I think if your husband went to Dollywood with you for your honeymoon. I oh, think he's going to go line, line dancing. He can even go line dancing probably near Dollywood. There's probably a place yeah. to go oh, line I'm dancing. Oh, I'm sure there are lots Dolly. of them. Lots of places. You got to do that next time. No, I totally had nostalgia about the line dancing because, you know, I'm from Georgia and literally in PE class, we would learn how to line dance. Oh, oh my goodness. We practiced all sorts of line dancing in PE. How what fun is great, that? So cool. Right? Hello. I loved that. We're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, Shawl Jacks and I will pick our favorite moments from Christmas at Dollywood. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. We're back with this bonus episode of Movie Therapy featuring me on Hallmark's Bubbly Sesh podcast discussing Christmas at Dollywood. One of the threads that's running through this, as Kristen mentioned, is Rachel's struggle with really what does she want out of life and becoming reacquainted with her dream to um, start writing. And I actually thought her mom was really pivotal in this throughout the movie. And there were all these little touchstones with her mom where they were talking about her writing career. So in our next segment, we wanted to do a deep dive into a scene from the movie. This is a scene from the very beginning where her mom is first bringing up her writing career and her job in our top pick. It's exciting. Do you still enjoy it? Of course. I love it. It's just that it's a very demanding job and 
I want to make sure I still have time for Ava. Honey, I know you love it. Maybe you should start thinking about something that's a little more nine to five. With a lighter schedule, you'd have more time for Ava and the things you love. Maybe you could start writing again. Mom, this is what I do. Okay. This is what I excel at. This is how I show my daughter that no matter what life throws at you, you can make your own way. Oh, she knows that, honey. She may have been little, but she watched you pick yourself up after losing Greg. That was so important for her to see. I just want you to be happy. Working yourself to the bone for Gail is just Mom, not... it's not that dramatic. Okay. I'm happy. I'm gonna go make sure Ava's ready for bed. Oh my gosh. So uh, one, I love the way that scene ends where that felt like a real mother-daughter moment, mm -hmm. one. Um, but why I picked that scene is I thought there were so many layers to that scene that both actresses were bringing um, in the moment. I mean, her mom is calling her out on something that she sees her daughter sort of not unfulfilled, but maybe she could be more fulfilled. And you know, obviously, I liked the fact that Rachel didn't completely cave to that. I mean, she does genuinely love her job, and, and she says so. But the way Danica McKellar plays this is that there's so much behind her eyes. And, like, when she saw, even when she sighed, like, you could tell, oh, she is sort of still thinking about the writing aspect. So what did you guys think of the scene? Well, as somebody who's a writer myself and has an MFA in fiction writing and has gone in and out of writing many times in my life, um, I I really liked that her mom was realistic about it. Her mom wasn't saying, hey, you should give up everything and just be a starving artist and write all the time because who can pay the bills? Who can support a child on that? Mm -hmm. And I can say myself, I've never been able to write full time. I host podcasts. I do a lot of things. And I've written three books now, but I still have had to have full time jobs. So I do like that the mom at least is realistic about it. She's not going all crazy, like give up everything and just write all day. So I appreciate that. But I really liked the tension back and forth where you're happy, but you're working yourself to the bones. And her saying, it's not that dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually happy and not working myself to the bones. <laughs> right. But like, I, I do have other things that I dreamed about. And maybe those are lingering back there. But also important is being a role model to my daughter. Also important is bringing up the fact that she lost a husband. Mm -hmm. And there's so much just packed into that. And as you were saying, Shaw, it's just very realistic because it's both the good and the irritating about dealing with a parent sometimes who cares about you. Yeah, and you can tell that her mom, that they've had this bond throughout her life. And that also, you know, about her picking herself up after that, I'm sure that she, her mom helped her do a lot of that picking up yes. too. And you can see that there's... They don't want to go down that road. They're keeping it surface enough that she doesn't have to talk about all the stuff that's happened in the past. I also just like, she said, do you want something a little more nine to five? And I heard Dolly in my head singing nine to five. Yes, when I, yes. Such a good I, shout out to Dolly. Such a good Perfect. shout out. I know. In this really wonderful way. I mean, again, Nina Wyman always love your scripts. Yeah, I just, I thought that was a wonderful scene. I love that she also brought up being a role model to Ava and showcasing to Ava that she can pick herself up again and be this independent woman. But she still has some some dream left in her. And mm -hmm. that dream is not dead yet about the writing. And, you know, Luke is actually really encouraging of her writing. Maggie, her childhood friend, is also super encouraging of the writing. I mean, goodness, for goodness sakes, I need a Maggie in my life. Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, Maggie gets her the job at Dollywood. She's also like packing boxes in the storeroom. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I've got, listen, are you writing again? Because I've got book contacts for you, publishing contacts. I'm like, Maggie, where are you at? Maggie, yes, Maggie, Maggie makes at? it all happen. Do you know how many people are writing their whole lives and never get a book published? And Maggie's like, oh, I'll help you ha yeah. make it happen right now. I'll yeah. make it happen right now. And Crystal Lowe looking flawless as she's doing it per year. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, she does, she does, Rachel does sort of go back and forth on, you know, she 
tries to convince herself, oh, I don't want to do it. But then she finally does bite the bullet and she pulls out an old notebook of hers and, and she starts writing these adventures of Ava stories that she tells to her daughter to put her to sleep. That's so um, sweet when she's going to bed and she gets excited for adventure time. Yes. What a great way to frame yes. it. It's I not know. just a bedtime story, it's adventure time. And stories are adventures. I just love that. I love, oh, I love it. it. And it was so nice too when we were talking to Danica that she actually plans these adventures for her son mm-hmm. um, when they're on set and she she'll take she'll find like what the family adventure is yeah, the local adventure the local adventure so I thought that was a nice little yeah. nod back to her whether it was meant to be or not I thought that was cool um and you know they're they're planning this event things are going off without a hitch except for the darn Christmas tree is still <laughs> not completely lighting all the time we're worried about that I love um, how stressed Lucas was about it, but also just kind of like, well, we don't really know if it'll go on. We don't know why. <laughs> yes. And then also initially I'm like, what's the big deal? It's just a Christmas tree. But then Mm-mm. you see that it's not just a regular Christmas tree. This, oh, no. This Christmas tree is essentially like a three dimensional light show. Yes. And it's the finale of the event where they want to impress Dolly. Everyone's going to mm-hmm. be there. This is the, you know, this is the finale. So they need this tree to work. Well, the night of the event comes. We're hoping, crossing our fingers, the tree's going to work. Um, Luke is getting ready. He gets ready at work and he sees another candidate for his job. And so he thinks. He's lost the job. And, you know, throughout the movie, there's this other amusement park called Wild West Amusements that is coming after him hot, you know. So he's thinking maybe he should take the job there. Um, And Rachel is actually trying to convince herself you know, she, she sort of was going to go down the path of like entertaining this writing thing, but then talking to her mom, she has this other conversation with her mom and then she starts to doubt herself and they see each other at the event right before it starts. And I'm curious what you ladies thought about this moment where I think Luke was going to tell her his feelings. And then all of a sudden she sort of, because she's in this insecure place says, well, you know, we all have unfulfilled dreams. Like we're both in, um, what does she say? She says, not every dream is realized. Um, so what did you guys think of that moment? Well, I think he knew that it would be not appropriate for her to like making the move on a vulnerable person. He's grown up. He didn't want to be making the moves on a vulnerable woman who he actually has real feelings for. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that. He was really a a gallant grown up throughout that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that I didn't even think of. And, you know, I actually agree with some of what Rachel's saying. I'm all about going for your dreams. I think it's something that all of us here have done, but I I do think there are certain things that your dreams do change and shift. And sometimes not every dream is realized. So I also thought that was a bit of a dose of reality too. Yeah. And, and important because, you know, I just think about, for example, if my husband had his dreams, he'd be an astronaut. And it's like, no, (laughs) 99.9% of people who want to be astronauts aren't going to be 99.9% of people who want to be NFL players are not going to be. Right. And that's okay. There are other dreams to be had out there. You can still play football with your friends on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You can still watch space movies with your family. There are a lot of other ways to enjoy those little bits of your dreams without making it a full-time career. Yes. Yes. I love that. And you, you know, I thought that scene was really pivotal too between them because they are actually, and, and this was throughout the movie, they're both going through a similar journey where they both want these dreams to happen for them. And it appears that there's roadblocks, but we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> um, well, we get to the event, of course, this parade of many colors, it goes up to Glacier Ridge this darn tree it does light up it's absolutely beautiful again the par- I love the way this movie was shot that we actually I mean you've been to Dollywood you've been to Dollywood at Christmas yes Kristen. I've seen that parade I have not Jax had you ever been no um, I would love to so go I love that this film actually showed me that and I got to be transported it looks beautiful and now I'm like planning it for my family to go I can't wait oh, to make that happen just so beautiful please do it oh I can't wait and of course Rachel ends up meeting Dolly before the event starts and they have this moment, but really the moment with her is at the end because Rachel decides, oh my gosh, you know what? I am going to stay. She tells her parents and Maggie, I'm here. Uh, We're going to make a life here. Ava's so happy. And the first, the next person she wants to tell is Luke. Now, Luke, we know are thinking, oh gosh, he thinks the job has been taken. And Eric, she goes to find him and Eric says, oh, Luke actually already left. Like he's gone. And she sees Dolly right at mm-hmm. that moment. 
Yes, because Dolly, and I 100% believe that she does this, after a big event, she tries to walk around and thank each person individually oh. for their contributions, for their efforts and their hard work. And I 100% believe Dolly yes. does this. So she's going around, she's backstage, she's walking through the venue trying to thank everybody. And she comes across Rachel and Rachel is looking so sad. And she said, oh, um, I was just coming to thank each of the people who made tonight happen, but you don't look so good. And of course, Dolly brings some love to the moment and, you know, reminds her that dreams matter, lets her know that Luke hasn't gone anywhere. He's the new general manager of Dollywood. And it is just this beautiful moment. You know, his dreams are going to come true. He's still going to get this job that he thought was completely not his. And everything went off great. And Dolly's here and Dolly believes in you. I I do love that moment that must have been a hard decision for Rachel. Like, I've got to go tell Luke, except I'm sitting here with Dolly Parton. I'm confused. (laughs) I don't ever want to leave this spot. And, you know, there were so many great moments in that scene. I mean, I loved when she says that she believes in happy endings and she's like Mm, ready for the happy ending. And then, of course... She leaves Rachel. Rachel goes, finds Luke, finds that happy ending, tells Luke, hey, you you did get the job. I'm staying here. Um, they have this beautiful moment. And then we actually get a one year later. So we get to see them all together as a family with Rachel's family on Christmas Day. And under the tree, we have a gift from Dolly to Rachel. Rachel opens it up. And it's the adventures of Ava book. And that book is now going to be in the imagination library. I mean, could this movie have not ended on the most perfect note? It was perfect. It was perfect. All the dreams came true. Right? All the dreams came true. So sweet. We're going to take one more quick break. But when we're back, Shaw and Jax challenge me to a Dolly Parton quiz. We'll see if I pass. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, more of me, Shawl, Jax, and Dolly Parton. You know, we thought, before we get into our last segment of the show, we thought we would give you (laughs) a little Christmas at Dollywood pop quiz. Kristen. I I hope I can rise to the occasion. I I, I have no doubt. You already got extra credit for what you wore and the energy that you brought into the room today, so you're already doing really well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so these are all questions from the movie, and I think think you're going to ace this. Are you ready? I am going to do the best I can. You got this. That's all Dolly or anyone could ever ask of us. (laughs) That's right. Dolly Magic, it's going to happen for you. Okay, what song plays while Rachel starts to write The Adventures of Ava in her old notebook? Is that Hard Candy Christmas? (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. One of my very favorite Dolly songs of all time. Everyone just... Take a listen to that song. It's, oh, it's a little so melancholy. Good. It's a little hopeful. It's it's a whole it's lot perfect. of... perfect. Yes. What's yes. one of your favorite Dolly songs? Do you have a favorite? Oh, I have so many. I love um, Here You Come Again is one of my very favorites. That one's so good. Yeah. It's one of the few songs where, you know, there aren't a lot of songs where people happily reunite. There are a lot mm-hmm. of breakup songs. There are a lot mm-hmm. of begging for someone to come back songs. But that's one where she's like... Here you come again, looking better than a body has a right to. Mm-hmm. Here you come, and here I go. Yes. And she's happy to, here you come again, and like, here I go. Okay. I'm partial to Code of Many Colors. Do you have one? Oh, I love that I song. Like I like I in the stream and 9 to 5. Oh, oh yeah. those are all good, They're too. I love so Jolene, good. too. I'm Jolene is perfection. Jolene. And um, I will always love you, of course. Oh. Her original version is so heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Oh, it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. We could go on talking I mean, about honestly, she's so good. But Hard Candy Christmas mm-hmm. was a good one for that mm-hmm. scene. All right. Number two. What Dolly saying did Luke quote when he was talking to Eric about his promotion and Eric is questioning him on his connection with Rachel? 
Oh, oh no. Um, oh, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I can't remember. I can't remember what the real quote is, but that's this one of my a, favorite quotes of hers. That's so Don't great. get so busy making a living. That you're not making a life. Yes. yes, yes that's right. I cannot believe I got that one wrong. But <laughs> No, I mean, but you finished yes. out the quote, yeah, so we're going to let that good. slide. Oh, thank you. Okay. What words to live by? Does Dolly say to Rachel when she asks if Dolly ever gave up on herself? Oh, oh my gosh. I'm trying to remember what exactly she said. She said, don't give up on yourself. If Oh, it's not. Okay. I'm just going to make up something here. That sounds like something Dolly would say. Um, oh, uh, no, that, it, it, I was es- essentially going to quote RuPaul here. <laughs> <laughs> Another legend. <laughs> Um, yeah, they you, both love if, sequins and rhinestones. Yeah. So you know, um, if you don't give up on yourself, no one else will. No, I, I don't remember exact. Well, oh, gosh. It, I'll help you out. For those that say it can't be done, would you please stop interrupting those of us that are doing it? Yes. Oh, yes. And That's actually, right. I thought this was a real Dolly quote. Little gem for you guys. Nina Weinman Swift actually wrote this line in Shush. for Dolly, and Dolly loved it so much. She was like, "That sounds like something exactly that I would say." Yes. It and does. just loved loved saying it. So now it's like a Nina Dolly quote. I, I love it. I love that Dolly's like, now, now I do say it. Yeah, and it is. My, oh, it's it is. so good. I know, because it's so good. And it just works coming from her. Okay. To finish it off. This book gifting program mails free books to children from birth until they begin school in participating areas. What is it called? Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Ding, 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 ding. ding. By the way, one way to support Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is you can buy a copy of Dolly's book, Dream More, and you can listen to it on audiobook or you can read it and all the proceeds go to benefit her library. Plus, you get to hear her beautiful voice read the book, too, if you get the audio version. Oh, that is. Oh, oh, oh I love that. Yeah. Dream thank more. You. Thank yes. you. Dream oh, more. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm nope. sorry. I'm, a, I'm not sure. I, I swear I'm not being paid to say anything. <laughs> no. I, uh, I hope that's OK that I mentioned that. No, I'm absolutely. just such a big fan of Dream no, More. No, absolutely. And we yeah. want we want more money to go to the Imagination Library. Mm. So let's do it. Now, we have a bonus question for you. Ooh. There's a book that Danica McKellar wrote. This is in real life that was inducted into the Imagination Library and we see it in the film. Do you know what it's called? Oh my gosh. Is this her book about physics? Uh, it's a, it's a it's math book. Close. It's one yeah. of her math books. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Oh my gosh. I forgot the title of this math book. Um, Good night numbers. Oh, yes. that's so great. Isn't it cool that it's yes. really an imagination that's library. So great. It's an imagination Danica library book. Is and such a hero. She is. She's so Wonderful. fantastic. Um so yay, good job. Oh, oh, thank thing. you. I, nice. I didn't even get half right, but I'll, but, I'll you take know, it. No, you, listen, you brought the enthusiasm, you brought your Dolly love. That's all we need here to for the Christmas and Hollywood pop quiz. But so. but I also have a pop quiz question for you two. Oh, oh I, I, brought one, okay. I brought one oh my gosh. with me. Oh, okay. oh can so, we work as a team? Okay, yes. So can Jackson Shaw work together? Oh yes. You okay. may act together okay. as a team. So okay. you may recall that during the final presentation where the show is brought to Show Street, yes. there are a number of acts that are out there. One of them is dressed in kind of Charles Dickens era clothes. <laughs> mm, do you two know what that performance is from? What performance are they drawing on? where they're wearing those Dickens clothes and singing a song about Christmas in the Smoky Mountains. Oh, it's not. Is it a Smoky Mountain Christmas? It's, no. Oh, I'm going to no, let no, Shawl no. answer. I, 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 well, I mean, I was just going to go along with Jax because I really have no idea. So, but I don't know either. But, but oh, no, no. That wasn't, me. Or, oh, that wasn't uh, me being confident. No, I don't no, know. No, no. Okay, well, well. Do you think you know? No, I, I have no idea. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. I don't know. I don't know either. No, I'm sorry, too. Okay. We don't know. We don't know. Well, unless my spies have lied to me, that is from Dolly Parton's Smoky Mountain Christmas Carol, which is debuting in Boston, December 2019, all month, every day of the month. Wait, stop <gasps> it. That is amazing, Kristen. I have tickets for it, and I'm going to be oh. seeing it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you guys. Did we say that, that we have you're, the, the perfect guest this for this? Is why. For this, this is why. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's an actual scene from that 
a Dolly Parton Smoky Mountain Christmas that you were going to see. It hasn't even debuted yet. Dolly Parton Smoky Mountain Christmas Carol. Oh, Christmas so, Carol. Beautiful. Oh, so oh, I could oh be my. wrong, but my spies told me that that was the that's, case. No, that sounds no, right. And you, you, oh, I'm, oh, thank you. Dolly right. is everywhere. I love it. I love a pop quiz on Jackson I Shaw. <laughs> yeah. And I love thank that. You. Shaw, we have to go. We have to go. We, we're going to figure this out, you guys. We're going to figure this out. Okay. Well, to end out the show, it is time for our... Gosh. Ugh, gag. All right, ladies. I'm going to go first here. Listen, I don't have a gag. I think my only gag is I needed some more Dolly. I just needed more Dolly mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, so, but, but the scenes they gave me, and I know Dolly's a busy woman, so... To be fair, I know she did what she could, and she's she's a busy woman. But I I just wanted to see more of her. Um, my gosh, is also Dolly, uh, and and um, also Danica McKellar in this I thought was fantastic. I think this is probably one of the roles, one of my honestly maybe my favorite role she's ever played. I just loved it. I thought it was so natural for her. I love that she pitched the story, she created this story, and with Nina's writing, it just was brought to such great life. I also loved her parents in this and um, as uh, having a daughter myself grandparents are so important and I loved seeing her grandparents uh, Ava and her grandparents together and how they help um, and how they're willing to support Rachel through everything which I thought was great and um, the final thing that I loved is when Luke right before the line dancing um, or right before they go line dancing Rachel says well what what are you waiting for? And he goes, rhythm, um, which I thought was such a funny line. Yes. So many great lines in this. Again, Nina Wyman's love you. You're a major gosh. Okay, so my gag, I also had a hard time finding one. And this isn't so much a gag as in I wish they would have had more of these. Uh, kind of akin to your gag, if as it were, Shal. Um, There were a couple of times that we saw cutouts of Dolly Parton and I wanted to see more of those popping up because they were both um, comedic and also just, I mean, seeing her when they were doing all um, the Imagination Library research and there's a picture of Dolly there with her glasses on. And then there was another moment where there was a cutout. I thought it just would have been hilarious if they would have had Dolly cutouts everywhere. And also I want a (laughs) Dolly cutout for the pod studio. So not so much a gag, just, yeah, a couple more Dolly cutouts. Dolly, if you're listening or any. Anyone from Dolly's team or camp, ship us a Dolly cutout for the Bond Studio. We would love it. We would love it. We would love it. And then my big gush on in this is that I feel like with a lot of um, romantic comedies, a lot of Hallmark movies, you know, they save the kiss for the end and we're waiting and we're waiting for it. And this anticipation, sometimes it lives up to it and sometimes it doesn't. I felt like meeting Dolly Parton was the, essentially that yes. moment of yes. this. Yes. And you know what? It did, there, we only had 14 minutes left or something when it mm-hmm. happened. And we were all waiting for it. But boy, was the payoff there. And to watch Danica McKellar as Rachel get to act a little bit like just this fangirl. And watching them interact together was so charming and all the work that we learned about the imagination library is so moving and to get to see that manifested at the end where she actually has a book in there i thought was just so gush worthy loved this movie loved it Kristen? loved it i agree i wish there was more dolly every moment that dolly is in there is perfect if you have been to dollywood you know that there is in the chasing rainbows museum which is about dolly's life story there's actually a hologram of dolly that greets you there I would have been fine with the hologram just showing up throughout the I would have been fine with that um I I you want to cut out you want the hologram we'll take anything I'll take anything and yes I agree with you Jack so like when she meets Dolly finally in the last 15 minutes of the movie it is a better payoff than a kiss it is so good and for me I just was gushing at the idea and I already mentioned this earlier of her going around to each and every person who contributes to make an event happen and thanking them individually I believe she does that but just watching her do it made my heart sing my mom worked retail her whole life I did a lot of retail work and um, food service work and event planning work when I was younger and so just to have people appreciate what you do. There are so many people behind the scenes. Like, for example, this podcast, we have someone named Meg who's right here behind She's the scenes. Amazing. She's wonderful. And, and there are so many people who work behind the scenes to make so many beautiful things happen that we love and they frequently don't get thanked. And so I just loved that about Dolly doing that. That was a major gush for me. That was beautiful. I do have one gag, though, because I had worked in event production in the past. 
they, if I'm not mistaken, explain that she's being hired, Rachel's being hired to work on this event six days out. How is she planning <laughs> an event yeah. that has thousands of people from around the world, 40 press outlets? How is this being planned in six days? I mean, this is bigger than a hundred weddings combined. Anybody who's <laughs> ever been married knows it takes more than six days for most weddings to be planned, much less a 30th anniversary party at one of the largest theme parks in the world, hosted by one of the largest, most influential stars on the planet. And it's going to take six days. You better not well, sleep. Uh, well, I think, I think it was longer, a little longer. I don't know if it was six, but it was like two weeks, which is still a short amount of time. It's still a short amount of time. I like, I like the analogy of 100 say, weddings, though. What I will say, again, is that um, we have our Dolly Magic, and we That's have true. our Hallmark Christmas movie magic, um, Countdown to Christmas magic. So there you go. That's how that's how that ended <laughs> up. Um, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time. Again, you were the perfect gal for this sesh. We are just we loved your enthusiasm. And you knew so much behind the scenes stuff. Oh my gosh, fabulous! I, can you tell everybody where they can follow you and where they can get your book because it's all about podcasting. So if anybody's listening that's interested in podcasting, Kristen has a great book on how to start a podcast. Yes. So I have a book called So You Want to Start a Podcast. It came out a couple of months ago. And I like to think of it not only as a practical guide, but a big cheerleader and, you know, telling you you can do it because I think there are a lot of other guides out there that are essentially just tech bros trying to compare like, oh, if you use this program and then <laughs> this microphone, if you spend a thousand dollars on this micro. And I wanted to do something different. I really wanted to do something that is encouraging people to tell their stories, to do it well, to know about things like story structure and audio and how to build one and all those things that other books weren't saying. So that's called So You Want to Start a Podcast. And I have another book coming out in March. My co-host Jolenta Greenberg and I wrote a book called How to Be Fine, What We Learned from Living by the Rules of 50 Self-Help Books. Because on our podcast, By the Book, that's what we do. Every episode, we choose a different self-help book. We follow the rules to the letter. And then you get to eavesdrop while you hear how each book ruins our lives. <laughs> and, so, um, and that's so, available anywhere, pod, wherever where you find podcasts. Yes, you can that's listen right. to your podcast. Yes. And then if you want to find out more about me, you can go to KristenMinzer.com or follow me on Twitter at KristenMinzer. And then Instagram. Oh, yeah. At K10Minzer. That's K10Minzer. Perfect. Well, we will look tag... at Dolly's Twitter because she retweeted, <laughs> retweeted you. How cool is that? That's so awesome, you guys. We still can't get over it. We are going to tag all of Kristen's social media and the episode notes. Definitely go follow her. Please follow at the Bubbly Sesh if you're not already on Instagram and Twitter to see what we've got going on on there. And then please rate, review, subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. The more people that rate and review on Apple Podcasts, the more people find our podcast so please go do that if you would it would be a christmas wish for us please pretty please and um y'all we love this movie more dolly more danica more everything it was fantastic <laughs> let's just play um, this movie on a loop 24 hours a day yeah. for the next yeah. three months and, um, i think i'm okay with that merry 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 christmas happy holidays dolly loves you <laughs> <laughs>